Blog Talk Radio. Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Buzich. And Mike, we were talking a little bit off the air. You had a little bit of a, uh, not really an off topic uh, dinner, but a different kind of dinner than uh, what the traditional uh, Thanksgiving would have. Listen, I'm stuffed. It's a miracle that I could actually sit here and do this show right now because I am completely incapacitated right now at the present. But uh, no, it was uh, it was a fantastic meal. Um, and uh, once again, from all of us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike, a very special happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. We certainly hope everybody has uh, gotten their uh, fill of food, which I'm sure everybody has. And uh, there's actually some racing action going on to Mike. I know, uh, tonight. I know north of the border. Uh, I think Woodbine is racing along with a couple other the uh, Canadian racetracks. There was uh, some thoroughbred action going today and uh, right back in action tomorrow. Actually, Mike, uh, for those of you wagering, and here's a quick a cheap plug uh, before we get uh, back to focus on this uh, special Thanksgiving edition of Post Time with Mike. And I've got a couple of carryovers tomorrow in Harris, Philadelphia. The pick four starting in race seven is a carryover of over $2,800, and that's only got a 15% takeout, and it's a 50-cent minimum wager. And we have a super effective carryover heading into race two tomorrow, Mike, approximate post time, one o'clock of, uh, I believe it's 3,800, so 3,300, something like that. So give it a shot. Uh, maybe you could uh, start your Black Friday off uh, very, very well and in very good financial spirits. Yeah, definitely. I actually uh, I signed up and played the Survivor Contest at Flamborough Downs tonight, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how we do in that. Well, Mike, we got a lot of great stuff coming up for our listeners tonight. Gabe Pruitt will be on here in just a little bit to talk about things going on at Pompano Park. We're actually going to go around the horn early tonight, Mike, as we talk about the Courageous Lady and the Progress Pace at Dover Downs. And we're also going to highlight, uh, go a little bit more in depth, to our uh, award uh, nominees, Mike, and 
We, for those of you who missed it last week, we did announce our award nominees and uh, for each of the categories, but we want to take a quick moment to remind everyone duplicate votes have already started being kicked out. We've noticed uh, uh, several uh, duplicate votes, and they are starting to be kicked out um, as we speak. Uh, we've been forwarding them to – since we've been getting so many votes uh, on a daily basis, we've been, forward, or, uh, we've been forwarding those to uh, our third party every day. And, Mike, uh, they've been taking out a few here or there just about every day. So we just want to remind everybody, one vote per person, please. Yeah, it's really a waste of your time if you vote. Uh, and another thing too, Mike, uh, that I was informed of is that if you vote more than once, and if it's found that you vote more than once, your actual vote, of course, along with your duplicate votes, get kicked out as well. So, I mean, not only are you, you know, spoiling it, but you're also spoiling your initial vote as well. So, you know, it's it's really a waste of time to to vote more than once because. Uh, I mean, it's going to get thrown out anyway. So, yeah, just uh, – but by the way, Mike, and real quick before we get any further in this program, we do have a pretty big announcement uh, concerning uh, our good friends at Hoosier Park who uh, are sponsoring and is going to partner with us to uh, bring you the Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award. So very special thanks to Hoosier Park sponsoring that uh, Small Stable of the Year. And, of course, uh, I'd say maybe about 715, 720 or so or a little bit past that, we're going to take a closer look at the, some of the small stable uh, entrants into that award, the 2016 second annual Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards. The award show is December 8th, 7.30. Of course, we'll be keeping everybody up to date on our website as well as on social media. We'll be reminding everybody of when that is, but uh, it's December 8th, very special 7.30 start, Mike, and I can't wait. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic event. Definitely. Well, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to go around the horn here on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Get a huge boost to your bankroll for all of summer's best racing at Bet America. All new players can double their first deposit up to $300 with Bet America's 100% deposit bonus. That's the biggest sign up bonus in the industry. Sign up today and start playing the Bet America way. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. Around the horn is the easiest way, the better way, and that is how we will go. Anything more? Are you frightened to go around the horn, Mr. Christian? Are you a coward too, sir? Our favorite segment, post time with Mike and Mike, the around the horn segment uh, that we have. And Mike, I got to tell you, this has turned into this kind of started off as like just, you know, a fun thing we did towards the end of the show. But uh, this has turned into one of our favorite segments. 
Yeah, it certainly has. Uh, not really too much to go over this week, uh, only a couple of races, uh, but uh, one of them is right at your home track coming up in uh, on Saturday at Northfield Park, the Courageous Lady for the three-year-old Philly Paces. Some very, very good horses uh, going in that particular race. Uh, L.A. Delight is the morning line, five to two favorite. It's race 11 on the Saturday program. Uh, like we said, going for a purse of $120,000. And Mike, uh, L.A. Delight, obviously, is the one to beat, but she's going to have to overcome that post eight. It's a tough, tough road to hoe at Northfield Park, starting from way out there, Mike. Yeah, the post eight is a big concern for LA Delight, but the Hall of Famer John Kimball is going to come in to drive LA Delight. That should be, uh, that could create for some interesting, uh, an interesting play. The five Rock Me Baby Mike is a horse that I like. Um, was second in the New York Sire Stakes Constellation at Vernon Downs. Was second to Blue Moon Stride in the Bluegrass at Lexington. Then came right back against Darlin on the Beach and finished seventh. And just a Really not a good performance. Uh, didn't make the Breeders' Crown final, finishing sixth behind Newborn Sassy, Blue, Mo- Blue Moon Stride, and Pen Pal. Rock Me Baby's facing a lot easier of a group here for uh, trainer Heidi Rohr and driver Tim Tietrich. Uh, you're going from, you know, Stefan Bouchard is no slouch, and, you know, John Campbell is no slouch either, but you're going from, you know, uh, from Lind at Pocono to Tim Tietrich. That's a pretty big driver change, if you ask me. Yeah, this horse closed well at uh, Pocono as well against I Said Please. But, you know, you got a lot of these late-blooming three-year-old fillies. Uh, not the names that you're used to seeing, but certainly some very good horses nonetheless that could really build their confidence up heading into their uh, four-year-old campaign. A horse like Mother of Art, who's been ultra-consistent against uh, perhaps some softer competition uh, than what she'll face today over at uh, Yonkers and, of course, at Pocono. But this is a horse that does have a lot of speed. Gets Ronnie Wren Jr. in the bike, who's obviously one of the more successful drivers at Northfield Park and has been for quite some time. And uh, listen, she gets that coveted rail spot, so I think she certainly has a big shot. Uh, you never can throw anything out of trainer Chris Riders. And Time on My Hands, who's starting right alongside of her, is another one of those horses. And look at the odds. She has been long shot, a uh, long shot uh, pretty much every step of the way. And, and uh, obviously, a lot of coming off of that 25 and a half length uh, drudging, a lot of people are going to uh, throw her off or throw her out of your ticket, but uh, this horse has shown a little bit of ability, a good third-place finish in the USSND against some tough uh, competition at Hoosier Park. Uh, never really had a chance against the Pure Country and Pen Pal and Blue Mood Strine, some of the best three-year-old Philly paces in the game, a couple of starts uh, back at Dover. So I do think that with uh, the uh, driver, Aaron Merriman, in the bike, I think time on my hands has a chance to rebound. And, uh, you know, like I said, she's been going off some very big odds. I don't think you'll get those odds here uh, coming up on Saturday, but then nonetheless, I think time on my hands is a real good shot. A lot of nice horses in here, Mike. Like I said, a lot of late bloomers. I do think LA Delight is certainly the best horse in here. I mean, she's been locking horns with Call Me Queen Bee, been very competitive, uh, was right there, was bet down to two to one, tired a little bit in that race with Pure Country and Pen Pal at Dover on the Matron. Uh, and she's obviously been facing the best competition of this group, but uh, now she's going to uh, overcome post position number eight. And I'll tell you, Mike, I don't care how good of a horseshoe are that is just a tough tough sludge from out there yeah definitely especially at northfield park but if you can step on the gas from the outside uh you normally can make the lead so it'll be interesting to see what john campbell does mike race number 10 at dover downs is the hap hansen progress pace for three-year-old it's a excuse me for three-year-old pacers and it goes for a purse of three hundred fourteen thousand six hundred dollars and no shortage of 
good horses in this field. Boston Red Rocks is coming in off a third-place finish in the elimination last week against Manhattan Beach. And Katie's Rocker, unfortunately for Katie's Rocker, though, she's the outside, and uh, that could definitely – that doesn't bode well uh, for driver Andrew McCarthy. David Miller chose off to Lion Snyder here for trainer Jimmy Tactor. Yannick Jingra drives the four, check six. And then at the rail, Mike, is a horse that um, – just kind of showed up out of nowhere, it seems like. Easy Lover Hanover coming down from Canada to finish second, just missing by a neck to check six. What did you uh, What did you make of Easy Lover Hanover? Well, I'll tell you, it's very interesting. I mean, it's been taking him to the woodshed at Woodbine and Mohawk against those upper condition level foes. It has obviously uh, been fitting in somewhere, uh, either under the, uh, well, probably not the wins, but uh, maybe under the money cap or somewhere. Uh, maybe three-year-olds also eligible because obviously if you look at those conditions, the horse certainly has made more than $24,000, in his last couple of starts uh, to fit in those conditions. But he's been handling them well as a three-year-old. Uh, raced a very good last time out, just missing to check. Check six. Check six was able to come first over and grind. They battled. They had a really good stretch duel where check six was able to get the job done. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Now, is check six going to take the same route, try to grind first over again, or is check six going to go to the front? And if that's the case, then you'd have to think that Easy Lover Hanover has a good shot to get a pocket ride. And if that's the case, then you think the three-year-old can certainly uh, – uh, turn the tables on check six here, but it's uh, it's going to be a great race. You know, Boston Red Rocks. I mean, what do we make of Boston Red Rocks? I mean, here's a horse that uh, I think a lot of people just kind of forgot about. I mean, had his struggles there for a while and kind of disappeared a little bit from the scene, but then started to get his, get his act back together. I mean, you see a couple of nice wins down there. He was uh, seventh in the Breeders' Crown Elimination, but got right back into a very solid condition pace at the Meadowlands. Very next start with the likes of in the Arsenal. Just missed by a half a length, then comes back and wins the matron by a couple of lengths at odds of seven to two. And, uh, you know, everybody thinks Boston Bedrocks is back, but you have to think that was a pretty disappointing effort at 40 cents on the dollar in that uh, elimination race last time, finishing third uh, against the Manhattan Beach and Katie's Rocker, despite having a pretty good journey. So I'm not sure what uh, to make of Boston Red Rocks at this point, but I really, especially the way the race sets up, Mike, I really like your exact box in some form with check six and easy lover Hanover. You know, the thing of it is, Mike, if you can get nine to two on check six, I think that's a very, very good price. And uh, listen, you know, I'm not going to take two to one on Boston Red Rocks. I have to agree with you. This has been a beaten favorite one too many times for my liking. And uh, so I'm going to go elsewhere. I think check six and easy lover Hanover are the way to go. Well, Mike, we're going to, uh, we're going to kind of, Throw it together gear here is around the horn, uh, like you said, was kind of short-lived, only a couple of races. We're going to get back into our international spotlight coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks, Mike, and uh, we're going to get ready for the Pre-Dominique coming up in just a few short weeks. It's the first leg of the French Triple Crown, and Mike, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm pretty excited to jump back into this. Well, certainly. There was, as a matter of fact, one of the prep races, uh, you probably saw the same race I did a couple of days ago. And uh, boy, what was there, about 50 horses? And I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to call a race like that, Mike. I, you might have to be the one this year. If it's a race like that where, where there are four and five wide the whole race and there are uh, about 40, 50 horses and they're going about eight miles, you're going to have to take care of it this time. <laughs> 
Well, listen, it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're getting ready for the Prix d'Amérique, and uh, it, it should be a good time. But Mike, speaking of the French Triple Crown, we did have an upset in the French Triple Crown last year, and it was Lionel over Bold Eagle. He's just one of the nominees for upset of the year. Before we get to Gabe Pruitt, we're gonna play our nominees and listen in one time for the upset of the year. And now let's take a closer look at the nominees for the 2016 Upset of the Year Award. Throughout 2016, the main battle has been between Wiggle It Jiggle and Always Be Mickey, but in August, another horse showed that he could be a dominant with a shocking victory in the U.S. Pacing Championship. Shambhala, trained by Rick Zeron, showed that he belonged with this group by winning that Mickey's race. Mickey's fighting back on the outside, Shambhala, and here comes Wiggle It Jiggle It, shaking loose late, splitting late, Shambhala's got the lead, Wiggle It Jiggle It, shaking loose late, is it too late? Yes, Shambhala at 8-1, Scotty Z! Mark McDonald has been trying to win the Molson Pace at Western Fair for a long time. 2016 looked like his year, except Sylvain Fillion and Even at a Pleasure had other plans. Late in the stretch, Sylvain went by at astronomical odds to prove he was the best that night after a pocket ride. And Even at a Pleasure, all bets off in McWicket. Sunfire blue chip for the upset. Even a Pleasure and Sylvain at 35 to 1. In a Molson Pace Shocker 150-3 track record, that just happened. I'm a crazy New Yorker. Shock Trotters in New York at Saratoga Casino winning at odds of 102-1 to for trainer John Hallett and driver Mark Beckwith. They're joined three wide by I'm a crazy New Yorker at 99-1. to So with a furlong left to fight it out, the one they've got to catch is Meshuggah Demis, who's trying to last in the lead. I'm a crazy New Yorker. And with a chance at a big-time upset, kind of naughty, Trying for room up the rail, and now Meshuggah to miss is desperate for the line. I'm a crazy New Yorker on a day of favorites is a 99 to 1 shot. In 2016, Bold Eagle attempted to become the first horse to win the French Triple Crown in a long time. He won the first two legs easily, but the final leg, the Prix de Paris, wasn't as easy as the first two. Bold Eagle rode a first over journey and turning for home took the lead, but Lionel had other plans, springing a monumental upset in the shadow of the wire. On the inside third, it's Bold Eagle game. Outside Lionel, from far back, Tagata, Tagata. They come down to the finish. Lionel up. The jackpot high five wager is a wager that has taken form at some racetracks in North America. At Pompano Park in Florida, Diamond's Princess upset at 44 to 1, causing one patron to win just over $182,000. Pacific Day turns for home with a short lead, but it's Diamond's Princess who is upset minded. Double digit day looking to strike here at 44 to 1. Diamond's Princess takes up the lead, and the Diamond's Princess going to light up the board. Diamond's Princess in the finale. Find out who wins the 2016 Post Time with Mike and Mike Upset of the Year Award on Thursday, December 8th at 7.30 at posttimewithmikeandmike.com.
Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. The sensational Sweet Lou is standing stud at Diamond Creek Farms for a stud fee of only $7,500. As a two-year-old, Sweet Lou sent and still holds the world record for two-year-old paces on a mile track, that sensational mark of 149. Sweet Lou currently holds the world record for aged and all-age paces on a 5-8 mile track at 147. The Great White Blaze earned his nickname in the summer of 2014 when he won 10 consecutive races with 6 consecutive wins in sub-148. He is the only pacer in harness racing history to achieve this feat. One of Sweet Lou's most thrilling victories includes a second over in the William Houghton Memorial in 147-1 in July of 2014. The first two books sold quickly for Sweet Lou is in his third year. Don't get shut out. Visit Diamond Creek Farm. The Dan Patch and O'Brien two-year-old Colt Trotter of the Year, Southwind Frank, is standing at Diamond Creek Farm for the low stud fee of only $10,000. Southwind Frank won the 2015 Breeders' Crown for two-year-old Colt Trotters. Also, many memorable wins on Southwind Frank's resume, including the Old Beal, Peter Houghton Memorial, William Wellwood Memorial, and the Colonial Trot. Southwind Frank set stakes records during his wins in the International Sire Stakes and New Jersey Sire Stakes. And Southwind Frank finished in the top three in 24 out of 26 races during his career. For more information, visit DiamondCreekFarm.com. Standing at Hickory Lane Farm in Ohio in 2017 will be all bets off. The $2 million plus winning son of Better's Delight finished a hard closing third to always be Mickey in 146-2, pacing the fourth fastest mile in harness racing history in Mickey's world record performance. Don't get shut out. It is anticipated, based upon the early demand, that the syndication will sell out by December 1st. For more information, visit hickorylanefarm.com. Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And we're joined now by the announcer at Pompano Park and... Listen, he's taken up a little bit of a new position, and uh, he is now the director of racing at Pompano Park, Mr. Gabe Pruitt. Gabe, what's going on, my friend? Gentlemen, uh, good evening, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. So you've assumed the new role of director of racing at Pompano Park. Uh, talk to us a little bit about it. How, how's your first week gone, and uh, how's the uh, how's the racing been this week? Well, we... Um... It's been a great week of racing, and yes, I am uh, getting accustomed to that new role. Uh, not something that I had planned on, but um, I guess it's been a good year for 
unconventional candidates all the way around. So uh, <laughs> I'm in that uh, role at this point, and uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing uh, well. We had a great uh, week uh, of racing. We had it in uh, Wednesdays, uh, handle with Sabbath. And then uh, this coming week, we've really got a great uh, card on Sunday night. We've got 12 races, and uh, it's our biggest card of the season, uh, the Florida Bread uh, Stakes Finals. Now, before we dive into that, uh, Gabe, let's talk real quick about your Philly and Mare Open Trot, where and I, I've watched this race, and Bad Angel and Driving Miss Crazy uh, went toe-to-toe for uh, a pretty good part of the mile. 54-4 and four is not a bad effort at all. Uh, talk to us a little bit about these two and uh, just how good they are. Well, you know, it was a, a bit of an interesting race because, uh, like many others, I had honed in on uh, She's All In, who uh, did go off the favorite in that race uh, and made a break uh, in behind the uh, gate. Um, so the complexion really changed. Uh, driving Miss Crazy, you know, left the gate. Uh, she always has, uh, you know, very good speed. And uh, Pompano such a speed favorite track. Like, if you can get away, uh, you know, one, two, three, you know, it's just such a distinct advantage. It's a tough track to uh, – close on and make up uh, much ground unless the uh, scenario just really plays out uh, very well for you. But uh, Bad Angel also left out to Wally Hennessy. No surprise there, a name that we mention each and every week on this uh, show. And Wally's had, uh, I believe, multiple nights, or multiple wins, rather, every single night this week. Uh, he continues to be by uh, far and away our leading driver. And, you know, he gave Bad Angel a perfect trip. And this is a mirror that has really stepped up, but, you know, one point uh, in time just last season, even. uh Bad Angel is just uh, an average type of race mare, to be quite honest. Um, I believe uh, her best season in earnings uh, prior to this year, she made just over $12,000. So in this year, she's uh, nearly 50000 and uh, she's really stepped up her game over the last uh, six months or so. Now, Gabe, let's dive into the Sunday program just a little bit. The first race is the Florida Breeder Six Final for two-year-old the Florida Bred St. Phillies. And a horse in here named Gold Star Aurora is six for seven, has hit the board in all seven starts, and looks like a, a horse that's much the best uh, against this field. Well, the last time we had this uh, event of the betting card, uh, Mike, uh, she went off 30 cents on the dollar. She was only a neck winner that night. She beat the uh, four Prairie Cowgirl. But uh, really three Phillies uh, – are about equal, at least uh, in my opinion there. Gold Star Aurora has gotten the uh, best, uh, usually by small margins at this point. Uh, but uh, the one TTM, the four Prairie Cowgirl, these Phillies, uh, you know, have generally finished within a length of one another, uh, finishing uh, one, two, and three, you know, throughout the Florida Bread program for the uh, two-year-old pacing Phillies. Now, the next race on that program, uh, Gabe, is Prairie's Sweethearts race. It is race number two, and she is six for six in 2016. But another horse that uh, has been is two to one on the morning line is Diamond Lily. Driver Wally Hennessy uh, has driven this horse to four victories. It's the only horse in the field that's on Lasix. But another horse that looks like a uh, looks like could be a contender is Gold Star Misty. Uh, what do you make of this race? Well, Gold Star Missy raced very well last time. Uh, she finished uh, a very hard-charging second for that matter, and she was in against Colts that night. So uh, I thought that was a good effort. Diamond Lily, she comes off a winning effort as well. And, of course, um, you've got Wobby in the uh, bike there for Prairie Sweetheart, uh, just um, heads and shoulders above this uh, group. And one of my first decisions as director of racing, in fact, uh, was to eliminate place and show wagering on this race uh, Sunday night. So Mike, Prairie Sweetheart, she went off five cents on the dollar here. Against this group, we actually eliminated place and show wagering on November the 8th, her last start here. They bet 50000 to win on her, so it could be that type of uh, night once again. 
But uh, what a special filly. You know, she's 13 for 13, right at $170,000. And again, uh, Matt Kikaley's going to get down to a uh, driver, and uh, she looks to be uh, tons of best uh, in this spot. All right, race number three is the Florida Bread Stake for two-year-old Florida Pacing, Colton, and Geldings. The number five choice here is a one-winner, excuse me, one-win in 2016 horse in Gold Star Bugsy. But Gold Star Bugsy likes to finish second, but is second six times. The even betting choice is the five Prairie Panther. The, uh, the Prairie horses, uh, Gabe, are the horses to watch. Yes, and Lori Poulin uh, is the breeder of the uh, Prairie horses here in Florida. This is another... Uh, uh, son of a Royal Millennium, uh, the uh, sire, in fact, of a Prairie Sweetheart as well. Prairie Panthers out of the uh, the damnest cat lady, who is actually the dam of Prairie Jaguar, who you may remember uh, had a uh, phenomenal winner here a, a few seasons ago, ended up uh, going, uh, I think he's uh, raced um, all over the East Coast now as well. So Prairie Panther, in fact, uh, Mike, his first career start was in an overnight race at Tioga, but he got away eighth, he closed a lot of ground, he finished a close fourth, it was a very good uh, career debut, but uh, since that point, he's undefeated. He's six for six, and not only is he undefeated, he's uh, ripped off open-length wins. It, again, looks to be a heavy favorite. This card, not great in terms of betting, just to be totally honest. We're going to have uh, a lot of short-price favorites, but uh, really going to see these superstars in action, and it's our last look at them of the uh, season because the uh, Florida Bread program uh, will shut down, of course, uh, until next year after Sunday night. All right, Gabe, the three-year-old trotting fillies are up next, and you have a one-to-two shot in here. Eight for eight in 2016 in Gold Star Brianna. Gold Star Brianna just looks heads and shoulders above the uh, best, uh, above the rest of this field. Uh, what's your take in this race? Well, not to backtrack, Mike, but you did just uh, jog my memory. You said she's one-to-two in the morning line. We used that uh, computer-generated morning line. It's actually our first season going to that, uh, and I think it's been very uh, – well-received. I actually think it's done a, a great job. I know you guys use it at Northfield as well. But uh, backing up there, they have Prairie Sweetheart at Even Money. And uh, I know a few people would like to get down if we can find Even Money on Prairie Sweetheart. So I'm not <laughs> quite sure that uh, is going to be anywhere close to uh, the uh, case. But Gold Star Brianna here, again, one to two. You said it. Uh, she's 15 for 15. to get another superstar we're going to see in action. And uh, this really is one against Overnight Company at Saratoga. Of course, she's beat up on uh, some of these border bread rivals. But uh, she added Lasix two starts ago, and believe it or not, she really stepped her game up even more. She was completely shut down and wrapped up the other night, uh, and she won 56-2. and two. She was taking on some Colts that night as well. And, again, she was nearly a 10-length winner as a heavy favorite. Uh, I really see nothing getting in her way. This is a $54,000 stakes event, but it looks like that um, it'll be a layup here to try and make it 16-for-16. Uh, 16 16. And really the question is, how good is this Billy? Because uh, 56 and 2, again, just completely wrapped up. You know, of course, uh, at some point we'll get to see her step up, I'm sure, and take on uh, better company. So, really looking forward to seeing uh, once that uh, does happen. But this group here on uh, Sunday night, uh, the others in here, it's just a five horse field, but uh, they have a tough time breaking two minutes. So, it looks like it's going to be a long night at the office for them. Now, one of the fuller fields you have is the three year old Colt and Gelding Trot. It goes to race number seven, 56,000. $150. And Rex a million draws the rail uh, has won twice in 2016 uh, has finished second four times. It's a little bit of a concern to me uh, when it comes to a horse that like finished second on the outside. I kind of like in Thundercrest with driver Dustin Ingraham. 
Yes, and Thundercrest has had some uh, breaking problems of late. He's actually made breaks in his last couple of starts. Talent has never been the issue, but really when you look over this field, again, it's a $56,000 stakes event, and um, seven of the eight starters show making breaks uh, in very recent uh, times. So it's um, a bit of a wide-open race. I don't think that you could uh, really sink your teeth into anything and feel overly confident in this spot. Even the one Rex a million is going to uh, likely be a heavy favorite. He just finished second. Uh, to the filly that we were just talking about, Gold Star Brianna. You know, he has the rail, and he's been able to make a break or two as well. And uh, I think you would agree a lot of times, Mike, if you've got a, a trotter that's prone to making breaks, sometimes the rail not the best starting position for him. So maybe a bit of a, a vulnerable favorite. But uh, with uh, Kim Sears, a trainer, while he's in the uh, bike, I don't think there's any question that the uh, one Rex million is the horse to beat in there. Now, race number eight is the final Florida Florida bred stakes final. It's the three-year-old Colian Gelding Pace. And um, let's see, looking at it, it's one of the more con- competitive fields in the group, if uh, if you ask me. Uh, you've got a three three win winners in 2016. Our Chisholm has a mark of 53-1, and one, uh, being one of the faster horses in the group. Uh, how the heck do you make this race, uh, uh, you know, any more competitive than it already is? Well, this actually, out of all the uh, Florida-bred uh, stakes that we do have here on uh, Sunday night, uh, Mike, this is my favorite betting of those uh, group of races because I absolutely do not like the uh, three Glen Eagles, and I believe he's going to be a short price favorite. He is disappointed as a favorite at each of his last four starts. He was 1-9, to nine, he got beat. He was even money, he got beat. He was 3-5, to five, he got beat. And last time out, he was 2-5, to five, and he finished uh, a very disappointing fourth after a perfect trip, but... Uh, for whatever reason, uh, the betters with the uh, top connections, Dan Hennessy's the trainer, Wally Hennessy's the driver, the horse has speed. So week after week, they just continue to bet this horse down to the favorites. So I really wouldn't expect anything different in that department. And, um, yeah, the two arches and pulled off a big upset there last time. It was 21-1. to 1. That was the best start uh, we've ever seen from him. It was a career-best uh, mile. And the four con man's dream, that's another horse that uh, I think that has been pretty sharp of late. I give him a, a chance, but again, the main thing there is it's in the uh, pick four, which we now have a, a $10,000 guaranteed pool on, and it's the last leg of the pick six, which we have a carryover of uh, over $1,100, and again, if I'm playing those wagers, I do not uh, use the three Glen Eagles, who is probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of three to five. Well, Gabe, it has been fun going through all of these races. We're pu- listen, I'm pulling for your up of the year. Uh, I know you re- got to remember that race where one patron took home $180,000 at Pompano Park uh, with a 35 to one shot. So uh, hopefully we'll pull a couple more of those bombs uh, throughout the season. Well, I will tell you that uh, whoever took down that uh, $180,000 score would probably certainly uh, vote that as upset of the year. So there's one vote for you. And, uh, I think if Prairie Sweetheart or Gold Star Brianna are beaten on Sunday night, it may be the upset of the millennium. So we'll see uh, what happens <laughs> with those results. Well, Gabe, we certainly appreciate you coming on. And listen, real quick before we let you go, you know, Bozich had to throw in. Uh, he made me the upset of the year before you came on because the Cubs are in there and Donald Trump is in there. That's all I'm saying. I, I can't say much more. <laughs> I did hear that. that. Uh, I heard that uh, intro. Yes, that was very nice. Well, obviously, well, that was a big upset. I mean, probably one of the biggest upsets. I don't know what was a bigger upset. The Cubs actually winning the World Series or Donald Trump winning the uh, presidency. But, Gabe, I, I do have to 
uh, poke fun at uh, a Twitter post that you made about, uh, boy, as soon as you started being a weekly guest on this show, your career is just shot through the roof, my friend. So just imagine what's going to happen after a couple of more months. You might be a, a presidential candidate in 2020. You know, things are headed in the right direction. Uh, that's a uh, that's a good point, Mike. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, just how far this propels me. All right. Well, listen, Gabe, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, certainly congratulations on the uh, the new job. It's uh, I have no doubt, my friend, that you are going to make Pompano Park great again. Well, I appreciate <laughs> it, guys. You know, my passion is um, is the racing. And, um, you know, I really am looking forward to the opportunity. And, and really, we hope it's uh, another great winter. And I know you guys are uh, actually, uh, you know, helping us out quite a bit uh with the uh, promotions and things this year. So we really appreciate it and uh, looking forward to the new challenge ahead. We'll talk, you, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. All right. Thanks guys. All right. That was good. Uh, Mike, I got to ask it. You know, I was going to ask Gabe, but uh, I, I, maybe I'll ask him next week, but uh, what are your thoughts on a racetrack? Um, you know, especially at a night like tonight, a harness racetrack racing on Thanksgiving night. You know, it, it's interesting. Um, to say the least, uh, it, it's tough because, you know, you got to make a decision. you got to get the American fans, or are you not? And, you know, a track like Woodbine, Flamborough, Georgian, listen, they've got a chance to make so money tonight, so I can't say I really, uh, really blame them. Well, no, and that's one of the things, and that's kind of the angle that I was going at, is uh, the handle prospects is certainly out there because uh, besides the Canadian racetracks, you know, you're kind of the only game in town, you know? So, I mean, I think there's right. certainly a, a, an option. There. And another thing too, now, now, you know, Thanksgiving night, I think is a lot inter a lot more uh, interesting than Thanksgiving day, because Thanksgiving day, you're busy with, you're busy with the family. You're eating, you know, you're stuffing yourself, you're watching football, this and that, but Thanksgiving night is a little bit of a different story. You know, Thanksgiving night is not really a whole lot to do unless you want to go out and try to get a jump on the Black Friday specials uh, or, if you know, I mean, if you want to go to the movies, I know it's kind of a popular movie night. But, um, you know, there's not really a whole lot going on Thanksgiving night and everybody's off. So, you know, hey, maybe it's something to, to attract and explore the next year, too. Yeah, definitely. All right, Mike, well, we're going to take a quick time out. We're going to lead into that timeout. Our Iron Horse nominees. We're going to get to know some of our Iron Horses. And, uh, you know, the, we've got a great category of horses here. And uh, take a listen and see who, if your favorite made it an Iron Horse for 2016. The 2016 Post Time with Mike and Mike Iron Horse Award is named after Harness Racing's richest pacer, the great Boiled Again, who is still going strong at age 12. Boiled Again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish, Boiled Again and Pet Rock together, 149 2. Golden receiver, they're slugging it out, and it's foiled again. And foiled again as the upper hand. It's deep stretch. It's foiled again to win. Racing Derby in 149 and 1. Foiled again. Clear vision. Can Mikey It's foiled again in clear vision. Foiled again. Take a good look. It's foiled again. You'll never see another one like him. 
Foiled again as a Dan Patch Award winner for Best Older Male Pacer three years straight from 2011 to 2013. He was also the Dan Patch Award winner for Pacer of the Year in 2011 and the O'Brien Award winner for Best Older Male Pacer in 2011 and 2013. Foiled again is the only horse in harness racing history to have $3 million seasons racing in North America. Foiled again was the 2013 Breeders' Crown winner at Mohegan Sun at Pocono Downs by a nose over Pet Rock to become, at age nine, the oldest Breeders' Crown champion in history. Now let's take a closer look at the nominees for the 2016 Foiled Again Iron Horse Award. Nadia B. Fella has been racing on the New York and New Jersey circuit for most of her 14-year-old life. She has a mark of 158, which she set at Freehold during the 2016 season and has 22 wins and 381 career starts. Through the stretch now, Nadia B. Fella. Nadia B. Fella, sleazy, does it on the outside. Is relentless in Sadie's place on the outside, but Nadia B. Fella out sprinting. Nadia B. Fella holds off. Sleazy does it. While she doesn't win a ton of races, she loves to hit the board doing so 34% of the time. She was bred in Somerville, New Jersey by Gary Eiling, is owned by Colleen Posner, and is trained by Michael Posner. Walton Shaw A. has been racing on the Delaware and Maryland circuit through most of his 14-year-old life. He set a mark at age 10 of 153-1 at Harrington Raceway and has 44 wins and 292 starts. And it's all the 14-year-old Walton Shaw. Walton Shaw opening up here with every stride. Towards the beginning of his career, he had some success in Australia before coming to the United States. He currently is just over $300,000 in career earnings. He was bred in New Zealand by B.J. Shaw and G.L. Shaw, is owned by Kevin Fitzgerald and Leonard Jones III, and is trained by Jay Shores. Haste is a 14-year-old who has raced from Ohio to Yonkers and back, but for the better part of 2015 and 2016, he has spent his racing time at Northfield Park in Ohio. He set his career mark at age 14 at Northfield Park with a time of 157 Turns at 1. Turns for home and it's Haste. Haste turns first. Passing lane St. Elian's fire. Outside coming on Fountain Blue. Volo Haste. Gets the job done. During the beginning of his career, he raced on the Ohio Sire Stakes and Ohio Fair Circuit, where he had some success. Haste has made just under $650,000 in his career, winning 52 times and 388 starts. He was bred in Ohio by Success Anchors Incorporated, owned by Gary Martin, and is trained by Sue Stockwell. Winfield Scamp, the 14-year-old stud racing on the Maryland circuit, Early in his career, he raced in Canada as a horse stink to the Ontario Sire Stinks, where he had a little bit of success. It's still lucky times. It's going to be lucky for you at 13 to 1. Winfield Scamp's going to make one final surge far outside. Home run, baby. It's going to be Winfield Scamp coming on. Winfield Scamp has made just over $337,000 in his career, winning 44 times in 277 starts and set a mark of 151-1 at Colonial Downs as a four-year-old. He was bred in Ontario by Carrie Howard and is owned and trained by Pam Polk. Armbroke Casino is a 14-year-old gelding who was a $25,000 purchase at the Kentucky Standard Bread Sale in 2003. He has raced all over the East Coast and started his career in the Kentucky Sire Stakes. 
Armbrook Casino is a mark of 153-3, set during his 12-year-old season at Harrods, Philadelphia, and just over $600,000 made in his career. And Armbrook Casino's been dominant throughout, opens up by 6-7. Terrible on the inside, Marksy Moose just took over place. Terrible trying to protect show. They come down to the finish, Armbrook Casino by as much as he wants. He was bred by the Armstrong Brothers, owned by Anthony Grupo of Hamburg, New York, and Ushua President Tim Bajarski of Akron, and trained by Priscilla Mooney. And those are your nominees for the 2016 Foiled Again Iron Horse Award of the Year. Find out the winner coming up on a very special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike on Thursday, December 8th. For the post time of 7.30 at posttimewithmikeandmike.com or on demand on the Bet America Radio Network. Hello, this is Kayla Strah and I'm here to tell you all about betamerica.com. It is the fastest growing legal, safe and secure website to place all your bets on horse racing. Bet America covers over 200 racetracks from North America, the UK, and my home country, Australia. New players to Bet America receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way. And now it's time to take a closer look at the nominees for the 2016 Post Time with Mike and Mike Race Fan of the Year Award. Brandon Volvo helps to run and write for Harness Racing America. Brandon is very active on social media and is very apt on his international racing. When Bold Eagle attempted his Triple Crown in France in 2015, he helped the post time with Mike and Mike staff on knowing the horses, how to pronounce names, and helped the duo understand the differences in racing in France versus the United States. He also writes for the Saratoga Special during the Saratoga Thoroughbred Meet. Raymond Lance is a freelance photographer in Groomen, Ohio. Raymond has a big social media presence, specifically on Twitter, where he helps to congratulate some of the stakes winners by sharing up photos he has taken of them. He most recently attended the Little Brown Jug, where he shot some photos for Harness Link. Louis Sorella is a Canadian harness racing fan who follows the Western Fair Meet in London, Ontario. His selections and insight can be found on Twitter, but his selections are also used on the Western Fair feed. He is more commonly known by the folks at Western Fair as hashtag Lou Knows. Lou promotes the sport of harness racing and tries to help new fans grasp the gambling aspect of the game. Sydney Weaver from Canada is the owner of Sydney Sealster, who raced in Canada. She currently writes for Harness Link with her On the Rail series, chronicling her travels and experiences to different racetracks and harness racing events. Her horse, Sydney Sealster, is currently in full rock and roll heaven. Sydney helps to market the sport by showing up at racetracks with her family, cheering horses and horse people on, and helping to create a positive attitude towards the sport on social media. Russ Adams runs a harness racing handicapping group on Facebook and helps to promote the Western Fair and Rosecroft products specifically. He has his selections highlighted on the Western Fair feed and promotes racing by highlighting big events in the Facebook group and visiting different racetracks to participate in handicapping contests. 
Steve Roth is a track photographer at Buffalo Raceway in Hamburg, New York. Roth started as the photographer full-time in 2014 and has a big social media following in western New York where he shares some of his professional work. Roth attends the races in the off-season at Batavia Downs Gaming and has learned a lot about the sport of harness racing. Chris Van Hattern has a big Twitter following and helps to promote the sport of harness racing by posting videos of a majority of the stakes races around the world on YouTube. Chris is from New Zealand and has worked with Post Time with Mike and Mike before by helping to post a video of the American race call provided for Bold Eagle's triple crown attempt in France. Tom Dubrick has an extensive Facebook following and is a two-time Post Time with Mike and Mike Award nominee. Tom brings a positive presence to the industry through his numerous Facebook posts regarding the racing action at Hoosier Park. And that's a closer look at your nominees for the 2016 Post Time with Mike and Mike Race Fan of the Year Award. You can vote now by logging on to posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Please remember just one vote per person. If you vote more than once, your vote will be disqualified by our third-party verification system. We'll be back with more after this time out on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. Welcome back to Duke Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And I didn't listen, do it. Mike, Mike, I did not you, you do it. I did have not a, have you have 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 muted it. Somebody muted me because I did, don't remember muting myself. That's all I'm saying. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, that was our race fan of the year nominees. And Mike, we've got a very competitive field of race fans, and uh, it's actually been one of our more competitive categories since the voting. Yeah, it certainly is. We get a lot of nominations. Uh, eight great fans, and usually we, you know, we like to stick around the number five or six. But I'll tell you what, we had eight great nominees, eight great racing fans that go above and beyond the call of duty. That just do a lot of different things. Uh, majority of them are very active on social media. Uh, many of them horse owners. Uh, I mean, they just do everything they possibly can to positively promote the sport of harness racing. And I'll tell you, the bad thing, Mike, is out of those eight fans, only one of them can win and seven of them aren't. But uh, I'll tell you what, they are all race fan of the year. In the, in my opinion, they go above and beyond uh, their duties with uh, the sport of harness racing. So hats off to each and every one of them for what they do. Definitely. Well, right now we are going to, as promised, we, uh, with permission from the new Meadowlands racetrack, Mike, we are going to, uh, present the Always Be Mickey retirement segment. Uh, this runs about six and a half minutes or so. It's the same thing that they ran on a, excuse me, on Friday night at the Meadowlands, and uh, i got to tell you, it's, uh, it's definitely a heart warmer. We're going to go now to Always Be Mickey's retirement ceremony from this past Friday. 
And ladies and gentlemen, now stepping onto the racetrack from the paddock area for the final time in his illustrious career, the fastest standard bred in the history of harness racing, always be Mickey. Dave Miller's regular driver is in the jog cart as he makes his way toward the winner's circle. And at this time, we'll take a look back at his tremendous career and sensational final season. Always Be Mickey was bred by Joe Hurley's Roll the Dice Stable, who also bred and co-owned his sire, the $1.1 million winning major fast class stakes performer, Always a Virgin, who stands stud in Indiana. Always Be Mickey was developed and raced by trainer Joe Holloway. He showed hints of his incredible abilities early on, pacing a final quarter in 25-4 and four at a baby race as a freshman before heading to Indiana for sire stakes action. At age three, Mickey opened some eyes with an astounding second-place finish to He's Watching's 146-4 world record-equaling Meadowlands pace. Mickey and driver Dave Miller were parked three wide every step of the mile, yet still came on relentlessly to garner the runner-up spot. The pace was the race that seemed to break Mickey loose. He went on to dominate Indiana Sire Stakes, won Grand Circuit Stakes both weeks at Lexington, including a 147-4 win in the Bluegrass, and won his Breeders' Crown Elimination at the Meadowlands in 150 flat. Always Be Mickey was scratched lame out of the post parade in the Breeders' Crown Final, having suffered a broken hind pass turn, the first of two such injuries for the star pacer, resulting in multiple surgeries and several screws being placed between his back hooves and ankles. Mickey returned 10 months later in the fall of 2015 for new trainer Jimmy Tactor and showed his brilliance, dominating the Breeders' Crown open pace by nearly six lengths in 149-3 despite a sloppy track and driving rain at Mohawk in just his third start of the season. But they're all racing for chump change here, as always be Mickey will take it home, and it's a wicked night at the office for Messrs. Miller and Tactor. What a night it was! 2016 was the season for the ages for Always Be Mickey, starting with the first matchup between he and Horse of the Year Wiggle It Jiggle It, a heavily hyped and much-anticipated showdown in the Ben Franklin at Pocono. Mickey had won his elimination in 147 and came right back with an identical 147 score in the final over four-year-old rivals Freaky Feet Pete and Wiggle It Jiggle It. Always Be Mickey and David Miller! Mickey defeated Shambhala and Wiggle It Jiggle It again on Meadowlands Pace Night, moving to the lead after half a mile in the mile and an eighth test in the 471,000 William Houghton Memorial. Always be Mickey to win the Houghton! One of Mickey's best races of the year was the Jim Ewart Memorial at Scioto Downs in Ohio on September 16th. Mickey ranged up alongside arch-rival Wiggle It Jiggle It, and the two champions slugged it out toe-to-toe -to -toe in an epic battle for over half a mile, with the parked-out Mickey prevailing in deep stretch again in 147. What a race! Always be Mickey on the outside! Always be Mickey! The historic Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky is regarded as the fastest track in harness racing with numerous world records set over the Red Clay Oval. Conditions were not totally ideal with temperatures in the mid-60s as Mickey faced four rivals in the Allerage Pace Final on October 9th. He had won three times on 5 8 mile tracks in 147, just to tick off the 146-4 all-age race record set by four horses on mile tracks. 
Driver Dave Miller moved Mickey to the front on the backstretch, setting the stage for an incredible moment in harness history. Half-mile split, split the house as gap slightly in third, another two and a half to all bets off as they race through the half-mile marker, 52-2, and two, so he's there in time, and at the back is Delta Winter, who's fifth and trailing the field, so it's always be Mickey, a length in front onto the far turn. Shambhala's right with him, racing in second with little more than three-eighths to go, split the house third, all bets off as glued to the pylons fourth, and Delta Winter is showing the whip in fifth, and he's edged to the outside as they come to the three-quarter marker, always be Mickey leads the way, Shambhala's Bala well within striking range is right with him in second. Three quarters and one nineteen and four. So they come to the top of the stretch. It's always be Mickey in front, and he eases away to a two-length lead. Shambala is tipped to the outside in second. All bets off racing in third. Always be Mickey is full out. Shambala trying to track him down on the outside. All bets off on the far outside. Always be Mickey pacing home strongly. Shambala second. Always be Mickey is heading down to the line. Always be Mickey in one. Always be Mickey and arch rival Wiggle a Jiggle had met again in the Breeders' Crown Final, each with three wins against the other in what was billed as the seventh game war to settle the score with potential Horse of the Year honors on the line. The two faced off in a test of wills with neither giving an inch in one of the greatest Breeders' Crowns and racing moments in recent harness history. And it's a sprint to the wire in the Breeders' Crown open pace. Wiggle it, jiggle it, squaring off with Always Be Mickey on the outside. Shambhala needs to do more. Split the house on the inside. Wiggle it, jiggle it, Always Be Mickey on the outside. One final surge and Wiggle it, jiggle it, Always Be Mickey won't give up. Always Be Mickey! He's a Breeders' Crown repeater. Always Be Mickey capped off his sensational career in the TVG final, drawing away in deep stretch by over four lengths. Always be Mickey, drawing clear. Mickey is motoring home to a magnificent finale. He wins it by four. Always be Mickey retires as the fastest horse in harness history at 146. His career earnings stand at $2,715,368, coasting 30 wins, 13 seconds, and three-thirds in 53 career starts. Over the past two years, while in the Tactor stable, Mickey won 16 of 22 starts, crossing Hall of Fame trainer Jimmy Tactor to say Mickey was the best horse he's ever trained. Always be Mickey is off to stallion duty at Adam Bowden's Diamond Creek Farm, having rewritten the pages of harness history with his blazing speed, incredible endurance, and a tremendous will to win. The Meadowlands and all of harness racing salute Always Be Mickey, a true champion and legend of the sport. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. 
at The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, and it is our Getting to Know Our Nominees a Little Bit Better show. And Bozich, it's been a lot of fun. We've got just a few more categories uh, to name off, and the next one we're going to talk about is the Larry Reinheimer Small Stable Award presented by our good friends at Hoosier Park, and we're so thankful that Hoosier Park decided to get in on this. Yeah, we certainly are. A special thanks to Hoosier Park uh, for uh, partnering with us. The Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award, of course, Larry Reinheimer. Uh, what a great guy, trainer, uh, owner, Frankie Feet Pete, along with his sons and uh, his wife, Mary Jo. And, you know, that it's who the Small Stable is named after. And I can't uh, think of anybody else that the, the Small Stable should be named after, but besides Larry Reinheimer for all the hard work. And, of course, he's been racing down at the – out in Indiana for quite a while. But uh, before we get into that, Mike, real quick, uh, just wanted to touch on the Always Be Mickey segment for just a second. Hats off to the Meadowlands, uh, Sam McKee. They they just do fantastic work there. And, and uh, of course, that video department led by Sam puts a lot of work in, and what a great segment they put together for the great Always Be Mickey, that uh, whole retirement ceremony. Now, it went another five or six minutes afterwards, but we kind of cut it off. There was some dead air there, but they went on to interview Jimmy Tack to some of the other major players that uh, made always be Mickey what he was and what a great, great story. And uh, what a great way for always be Mickey to uh, cap off what was uh, certainly an astonishing career. And now Mike, he begins the uh, second part of his career and we'll be seeing a lot of uh, other little always be Mickey's uh, running around doing their thing, Mike. Yeah, Mike, it's definitely Coming up now is our small stable of the year segment. And Mike, there's a lot of great uh, category, uh, category people in this group. Uh, I'm very, very honored to host these people. It's the Larry Reinhardt Small Stable of the Year Award. Now it's time to take a closer look at the nominees of the 2016 Larry Reinheimer's Small Stable of the Year Award presented by Hoosier Park. Trainer driver Mark Campbell is a Canadian-based horseman who is from Prince Edward Island. He won the Gold Cup and Saucer with Take It Back Terry in 2015 and had multiple nominations for the Small Stable Award. Mark only has 186 training starts this year, but has shown his stable success by winning 58 times and has a UTRS of 430. Still led by Take It Back Terry and Mark Campbell a quarter of a mile to go. Second towards the rail, Luke and Hanover. Three high. Attaboy Dan is coming on for McDonald's. Three quarters in one. 23 and one. 28 seconds by the third. Homeward bound they come in the Gold Cup and Soccer. 56th edition. Gonna be an island boy. Take it back, Terry. Attaboy Dan. Campbell or McDonald's. Mark Campbell has won the Gold Cup and Soccer. Take it back, Terry has won it. 
Jeff Gregory is a trainer driver on the New York Sire Stakes circuit. Jeff trains Sensation Barndell, who has been racing against some of the top horses in 2016 and won the Miss Versatility on September 22nd at the Delaware, Ohio County Fair. Jeff was second this year with Spiced Bourbon Girl in the Kentucky Philly Futurity, which is one of many stakes races he has participated in this season. In just two years training full-time after many injuries, he has won stakes races in three different states. Charm Life is the challenger on the outside, and here comes White becomes her. We'll try to go three wide of enough trot. Into the stretch they come. On top of the field, Barndall with the lead. Coming home, Jeff Gregory. Barndall! When Marion Marauder came to the stable of Paula Wellwood, there is no way she could have known what he would do for her stable. In 2016, Paula led Marion Marauder to a Triple Crown season, capped by a win in the Kentucky Futurity. Paula is a Canadian-based trainer from Cambridge, and in 15 starts, has won eight this season. For the stretch, and Blenheim is still in front and clinging to the lead here. Southwind Frank is trying to kick. Bar hopping is coming off cover. Love Matters is right there in between horses. Marion Marauder on the far outside is coming. Southwind Frank to the lead. Marion Marauder charging hard on the outside. Southwind Frank. Marion Marauder is lunging late. These two come down the line. Marion Marauder may have nailed Southwind Frank in a photo. Bar hopping third. 152 and three. Photo finish. Maria Rice is a Western New York-based trainer and is a two-time post-time award nominee. Maria has won 84 starts and 399 starts as of the time of this writing. Maria conditions horses at Batavia Downs Gaming and Buffalo Raceway. One of her favorite horses is a trotter named Keystone Bernard, who she calls Bernie, who she shows sleeping on Facebook leading up to the races. She has a UTRS of 364 in 2016, and it's just over $500,000 in persons. Under the stars with a length and a half advantage, but McKnight goes to work now. As Hailstorm Volo is tracking intently from second. North Meadow West are up on the outside third. Columbia County is unwinding three wide. Through three quarters, 131 and three. Under the stars, McKnight steps on the gas. Hailstorm Volo is still there along the inside second. Columbia County's up on the outside third. And Keystone Bernard has launched three wide from fourth. Under the stars, still here at the top of the lane. As they drive for the finish, Hailstorm Volo up the inside late. Keystone Bernard and Columbia County, four across the track. Hailstorm Volo, Keystone Bernard. Keystone Bernard may have nailed Hailstorm Volo in the final strides. It's very tight in 202 and 3. Jim and Joanne Looney King have become fan favorites and are also a two-time post-time award nominee. Joanne is the mother of Heather Vitale and is the trainer of Wakazashi Hanover. She led newborn Sassy to the Breeders' Crown Final at the Meadowlands in October. Joanne currently has just over $1 million in the bank and has won 52 times in 223 starts. The outside four, three quarters, 122 and four, 28 and two, backside, little more than an eight to go. Newborn Sassy with the lead. She's a real deal second. Closing on the outside, three wide off the turn, A-list Hanover. Down the stretch, they come. Newborn Sassy closing on the outside. With every stride comes, she's a real deal to the wire. Newborn Sassy, she's a real deal. One, 
That's right, look at your nominees for the 2016 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award presented by Hoosier Park. If you haven't voted yet, go vote now at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Remember, one vote per person. If you vote more than once, it will be kicked out by our third-party verification system. In posttimewithmikeandmike.com is where you vote. We'll have more after this on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And that was our small stable of the year presented by Hoosier Park nominees. And Mike, a strong, strong category. And it's another one of our categories that's been very, very competitive. Yeah, it certainly has, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. Once again, just a reminder, I know we re- reminded everybody at the end of that uh, segment there, but once again, one vote per person. And if you vote more than once, it's going to get kicked out by your third-party verification system. And not only will that get kicked out, your duplicate votes, but your original vote will be as well. So once again, it's, uh, they're, they're pretty strong on top of it. If you vote more than once, you are absolutely wasting your time, guys. Yeah, definitely. The big thing with that is they don't know which one is the, you know, the actual vote. So they kick out everything. And uh, luckily, we've got a ton of responses, Mike. We're very, very pleased with uh, our responses so far. So we're thankful for everybody who's taken time to vote. Well, Mike, we've got one category left to go, and it's, of course, our favorite category. It's the race call of the year. Yeah, it certainly is uh, in all these calls. And, and, you know, and here's another thing, too. We were just talking uh, while this segment was going. Another call that certainly could have been considered for race call of the year. How good was the Sam McKee call with Marion Marauder closing? And we've talked about that right after that race, Mike, where Sam went out on the limb and called Marion Marauder in that driving finish. And I'm thinking to myself, holy moly, how could you call that? looks so tight, but... Sam with the burns on view. Sam never, ever misses him. And he was uh, certainly right there as uh, Marion Marauder took care of the Triple Crown. But that was one of the ones that uh, certainly could have been an also eligible. And as a matter of fact, Mike, uh, I'm kind of playing around with it in my head. Maybe we should include some of the also eligibles when we have our award show, which is coming up on Thursday, December 8th at 730. I haven't made up the mind yet, but we'll have to uh, we'll have to talk about that in our next uh, staff meeting, my friend. We'll have to talk to President Bozich on that one see what he has to say. <laughs> No president. All right. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, with that being said, we're going to get into our race call of the year for 2016. Now it's time to take a closer look at the nominees for the 2016 Post Time with Mike and Mike Race Call of the Year Award. Sam McKee, the announcer at the Meadowlands Racetrack and the Red Mile in Kentucky. Sam called Always Be Mickey in his world record performance. At a time of 1.46. And Delta Winner is showing the whip in fifth, and he's edged to the outside as they come to the three-quarter marker. Always be Mickey leads the way. Shambhala well within striking range is right with him in second. Three-quarters in 119 and four. So they come to the top of the stretch. It's always be Mickey in front, and he eases away to a two-length lead. Shambhala is tipped to the outside in second. All bets off racing in third. Always be Mickey is full out. Shambhala trying to track him down on the outside. All bets off on the far outside. Always be Mickey pacing home strongly. Shambhala second. Always be Mickey is heading down to the line. Always be Mickey in 146. Joe Zambito is the announcer at Batavia Downs Gaming in New York. 
show called Foiled Again at the 2016 Kane Memorial, where he closed from off the pace to win against a stacked field. A tough spot right now, because it looks like Pollock is going by as they head to the three quarters, and Pollock and John Gray have taken over the lead on the inside second, Scott Rocks. Far outside, here comes Foyle again. Malmara needs a place to race. Three quarters in one, 22 and four. Track record in jeopardy as they head around the final turn. It's Pollock A on top. On the outside, here comes the $7 million man. Is he going to do it? Foyle again in the center. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. One of the greatest horses of all time. Barry Vickroy is the announcer at Sayodo Downs, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway, and Miami Valley Gaming. Barry got to call one of the historic stretch battles between Wiggly Jiggle It and Always Be Mickey in the 2016 Jim Ewart Memorial. By third, racing fourth on the outside is all bats off in their fifth American primetime. Freaky feet, Pete, a lot of work to do. They are slugging it out up top, and they'll drive by three quarters in one 19 flat. 26 flat, third panel, always be Mickey on the outside. Wiggle it, jiggle it on the inside. Poised to strike from third. Locked be with you. They're out to turn it on their way home. Wiggle it, jiggle it, always be Mickey into the passing lane. Here comes Luck be with you. It's always be Mickey. Wiggle it, jiggle it. What a race. Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey. Over wiggle it, jiggle it. Luck be with you. An upper fourth. Freaky feet, Pete. One forty. James Witherite is the announcer at Vernon and Tioga Downs in central New York. He posted a video on Facebook of him calling the closing race of the 2016 meet at Vernon Downs, and it was nominated by one of many hardest racing fans. ER Ronda maintains her length and a half lead. Ideal Delight making good headway up into second. From Shelby Lewibach third. Try and keep up. Was able to slide second over. Just two and a half would cover these four as they enter the final quarter. Miss Casey Mack is right at the ship now within five lengths of the lead at the break of 5-4. To a tiring edit away midnight mayhem and rocket legend tailed off. Three quarters, 126 and two. Down to one final furlong. ER Ronda's driven out. Having turned aside ideal delight. Shelby Lewis trying to rally up the pegs. Try and keep up driven to stay on. Miss Casey Mack there too up to the line. ER Ronda full out up to the line. Try and keep up bunching. ER Ronda proves victorious in the last. By a half and three quarters. We'll try and keep up. And Miss Casey Mack in a place photo. Three away. Shelby Lewis fourth in. Followed by midnight mayhem. The leveling off ideal delight that edit away the tattoo. Shannon Sugar Doyle is the announcer at Western Fair Raceway in Ontario. Sugar called the exciting upset of Evening of Pleasure in the 2016 Molson Pace. This race is also up for upset of the year. Setting it up third over, getting out into the flow, better rock on. One lap to go in the pace. Sunfire Blue Chip was at the half in 55 and 2. Right there in second, evening of pleasure. Mach 2, he made the move to the outside. He committed, but he's backpedaling. Coming on for third, McWicket. McWicket is only four off the lead here for Waples. Road trouble here for the favorites. 
state treasurer and all bets off. They are mired in the backfield. Sunfire Blue Chip McDonald going by three quarters. Hit me. 123 flat evening of pleasure. Getting a beautiful journey here in second. McWig at his third. All bets off is pacing out of his skin. He's trying to win it right here. Eighth of a mile left to go. Sunfire Blue Chip. Could this be the one for Mark? Outside evening of pleasure. All bets off and McWicket. Sunfire Blue Chip for the upset. Evening of pleasure and Sylvan at 35 to 1. In a Molson Pace Shocker 153 track record, that just happened. Ayers Ratliff is the announcer at Northfield Park in Ohio. Ayers got to announce the 2016 Carl Milstein Memorial, where Betting Line dominated the field after throwing a few steps in around the far turn. Concentra now here comes betting line. Betting line is on the move for David Miller. Also moving up, don't call me Francis, the half 54 and 4. Pure Country is third up in that cover flow. Down to the inside, Duel of Truth and the trailer is Magnum J. They move around the turn, Mr. Wiggle Pan still on top. Betting line is on the outside, advancing nicely on the leader. It is Centra who's there in third. Out there fourth, don't call me Francis. Now three wide from the back is Pure Country. Magnum J at the rail, three quarters, 122 and three as they pace the final turn. Mr. Wiggle Pants trying to see it through. Betting line has made a short break there. Betting line made a bobble there. Three wide is Pure Country from the back. Magnum J in there next is Centra. Centra to the top of the stretch. Mr. Wiggle Pantsy inside. Outside betting line. They're into the stretch in the Carl Milstein Memorial. And betting line has taken the lead. Betting line has drawn clear here. 151. Photo for place. That's closer look at your nominees for the 2016 post time with Mike and Mike. Race Call of the Year Award. Don't forget, if you haven't voted yet, you can do so now at the website. PostTimeWithMikeAndMike.com one vote per person. If you vote more than once, your vote will be kicked out by our third-party verification system. Once again, post time with Mike and Mike.com. We'll have more when we come back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. The sensational Sweet Lou is standing stud at Diamond Creek Farms for a stud fee of only $7,500. As a two-year-old, Sweet Lou's scent and still holds the world record for two-year-old paces on a mile track with that sensational mark of 149. Sweet Lou currently holds the world record for aged and all-age paces on a 5-8 mile track at 147. The Great White Blaze earned his nickname in the summer of 2014 when he won 10 consecutive races with 6 consecutive wins in sub-148. He is the only pacer in harness racing history to achieve this feat. One of Sweet Lou's most thrilling victories includes a second over in the William Houghton Memorial in 147-1 in July of 2014. The first two books sold quickly for Sweet Lou is in his third year. Don't get shut out. Visit Diamond Creek Farm. The Dan Patch and O'Brien two-year-old Colt Trotter of the Year, Southwind Frank, is standing at Diamond Creek Farm for the low stud fee of only $10,000. Southwind Frank won the 2015 Breeders' Crown for two-year-old Colt Trotters. 
Also, many memorable wins on Southwind Frank's resume, including the Old Beale, Peter Houghton Memorial, William Wellwood Memorial, and the Colonial Trod. Southwind Frank set stakes records during his wins in the International Sire Stakes and New Jersey Sire Stakes. Southwind Frank finished in the top three in 24 out of 26 races during his career. For more information, visit DiamondCreekFarm.com. Standing at Hickory Lane Farm in Ohio in 2017 will be all bets off. The $2 million plus winning son of Better's Delight finished a hard closing third to always be Mickey in 146-2, pacing the fourth fastest mile in harness racing history in Mickey's world record performance. Don't get shut out. It is anticipated, based upon the early demand, that the syndication will sell out by December 1st. For more information, visit hickorylanefarm.com. by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. And uh, there we just turned uh, all of the great uh, race calls of the year. Once again, you can vote if you haven't done so yet. Post time with MikeAndMike.com. Our big award show is coming up on uh, Thursday, December 8th, 7.30. Once again, follow us on uh, Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook for more information on uh, how you can vote. And, of course, our upcoming award show. Well, we've got one more Upcoming that we want to uh, take a look, one more little segment uh, that gives us a closer look at the nominees for the 2016 Post Time with the Mike and Mike Awards, and that is the Horsewoman of the Year. And there are some fantastic nominees uh, for a Horsewoman of the Year as there was last year. So without further ado, let's check it out. Let's take a closer look at the nominees for the 2016 Post Time with Mike and Mike Horsewoman of the Year. Hannah Miller is one of the four two-time Post Time with Mike and Mike nominees. She has participated in a bunch of amateur events in 2016 and has won 30 starts in just over 100 this year. Quarters at 128 and 1. 29 for the split. Jax to opens trying to get away and is opening up by three. Now four. And Keystone Thomas is back to second. Outside Celebrity Stimulus is third. Towards the inside, Max Gold Band is fourth. They straighten away for the stretch drive. Jax to opens coming up aces. Up by five. Up by as much as he wants to be. Keystone Thomas outside Celebrity Stimulus. Hurricane Hannah Miller. Jax to open. Easily in the Gold Cup Championship over Celebrity Stimulus 158-2. Casey Coleman won the 2016 Little Brown Jug with Betting Line, who had a career season in 2016, which ended after a spider bite just before the Breeders' Crown at the Meadowlands Racetrack. Casey races a majority of her starts in Canada, and in 2016, she has won 54 times in 194 starts. Three quarters, one, 21 and four. Set for Twenty-seven seconds. Around the final turn, betting line. Ultron's on. On Western Fade. Three wide. Oshka turn. Ryan Snyder. And Dr. Dave Hamilton. Down the stretch. The jug is over. It goes to betting line. And David Miller. 
Devin Miller is an Ohio-based trainer and is the daughter of Hall of Fame driver David Miller. Devin has trained horses around the country throughout her career. In 2016, she has won 29 races and 224 starts. Top of the lane, Walk Yankee on top. Milwaukee Ray now behind the leaders second. Tandler's Jet on the outside. They enter the stretch. Look, Yankee's almost home. Milwaukee Ray on the inside. Look, Yankee down the North Hill stretch. It's Look, Yankee and Devin Miller. It's Look, Yankee in front. It'll be tight for second. Emily Gaskin is the media analyst and a representative at Hoosier Park in Anderson, Indiana. Emily owns her share of horses and helps to actively promote the sport of harness racing on Twitter and Facebook. She has worked very hard to promote the Hoosier Park brand and also helps the interns that work at the track to learn to be professionals. Emily is a two-time Post Time with Mike and Mike award nominee. The longer that I'm here, I realize that the people that come to Hoosier Park and the people that love horse racing, we have a lot in common. So it's, it's really easy for me to connect with these people because I'm in an atmosphere that I love and horse racing is something that I'm so passionate about. If you haven't voted yet for Horsewoman of the Year or the other five Post Time with Mike and Mike awards, you can do so now by logging on to our website at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Once again, only one vote per person. If you vote more than once, your vote will be kicked out by our third-party verification system. So if you haven't voted yet, log on posttimewithmikeandmike.com. We'll be back with more after this timeout. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside Mike Bozich. And there those are the categories and an in-depth look at the nominees, Mike Bozich. And uh, we've got some stellar, stellar nominees. And, uh, we're, you know, it's going to be an exciting uh, couple of weeks leading up to our Post Time with Mike and Mike award show. Yeah, it certainly is. We have one more show next week, and then, of course, it's the big dance coming up on Thursday, December 8th, 7.30 start time. You are not going to want to miss it. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun. It's our second annual Post Time with Mike and Mike uh, award show. It's uh, it's going to be off the hook, Mike. Once again, a special time. Mark it on your calendar. We're going to remind you on social media. We'll remind you through press releases. We'll remind you next week and through our website at posttimewithmikeandmike.com for the next couple of weeks. But uh, we're going to start now. We're going to drill at 7.30 is the start time on that uh, Thursday, December 8th. Well, Mike, I'll tell you what. I think it's uh, it's been a great show, and I'm going back for seconds. <laughs> I heard that. I well, mean, I mean thirds. Of- I mean thirds. Yeah. <laughs> Thirds. Listen, Francine. Francine's going to throw you out of the house if you keep eating there, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going for that All refrigerator, right. my friend. Good stuff. Good stuff. Listen, real quick before we get off the air, Mike. Did we did we delete the show close? No, it should be there. Well, maybe I did. I, I don't see it. Do you? <laughs> listen, Mike. There's some crazy is, uh, things going. On. It, it, listen, I thought he was playing a trick on me again. A couple about a couple months ago, I was looking for the show close. I'm going, what is that? We already ended the show, or you know, said goodnight, everybody. So there was no asking him. So I had to, I figured I'd take my chance. So we're going to conclude it out with a little bit different, different bumper music. We're going to go with a couple of different bumpers for Mike Bozich. I'm a Mike Carter. Thank you for joining us here this evening. We'll see you back here next week at seven o'clock. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> 